Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. Peter's Life and work made the divine life so real and present in his situation that even the angel saw it and pointed out. And he said, Peter, go, stand, and speak all the words of this life. Acts chapter 5 verse 14 says, Believers were all the more being added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and of women. Because of this, the high priest and all those with him rose up and were filled with jealousy, and they laid their hands on the apostles and put them in public custody. A genuine move of the Lord through his spirit and the jealous reaction of the religious establishment. We will see the results on today's Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry. Watchman Nee was a promising young student in mainland China when the Lord called him in 1920. A marvelous and prevailing move of the Lord soon ensued, and a decade later, another young Chinese named Witness Lee joined him for this work of preaching the gospel and establishing New Testament churches throughout China. The eventual imprisonment of Watchman Nee by the communists in 1951 led to this ministry being brought west and in 1974, Witness Lee began the crowning work of his life, the life study of the Bible. Faithful to the grace and light given him by the Lord and true to the vision of his co-worker, Watchman Nee, he completed this book-by-book -book exposition in 1995. He entered into rest in the Lord he loved in 1997. And we have recorded portions of that ministry again today from the Book of Acts, and we also have Dick Taylor with us once again. Dick, it's a pleasure to have you in the studio pleasure to enjoy all the words of this life. That's our phrase today, all the words of this life, Dick. We've been getting quite an introduction to the church life of the early believers in Jerusalem following the ascension of the resurrected Christ. And we've seen a riveting series of messages that were given by the Apostle Peter and quite a string of miraculous events somewhat associated to his speaking. We begin by seeing the disciples in prison but they aren't there long. Tell us the story, Dick, to give us a good background for what we're going to be seeing today. Well, because of what the Lord was doing, we see in chapter 5, the believers were all the more being added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, and this caused no small stir. So the high priest and all those with him ended up being full of anger and very indignant and cast them into prison. During the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the prison and leading them out said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And then, of course, they did that. And uh, eventually, the next morning, all these uh, rulers are wondering uh, what's happening with Peter and the other prisoners. They go find out that they had been released, but the prisons were all locked securely. The Lord had done a real miracle to release them from prison. 
eventually they found them teaching in the temple again and speaking all the words of this life. They spoke with all boldness about this resurrected and ascended and presently propagating Jesus Christ. They didn't hold anything back. Of course, this caused another stir. And they charged him not to speak in the name and upon the name of Jesus. But they spoke even more. So more revelation of Christ came out. Every time they charged him not to speak, something more of this wonderful Jesus Christ was revealed. More revelation of Christ, even through all the experiences of being opposed, persecuted, imprisoned, and whatever. This wonderful Christ is prevailing. No one can hold him down. He's the leader and the Savior. He's right now leading many people to himself, that they might experience him as their Savior and their salvation, to be part of the body of Christ for his testimony on this earth. As he was doing then, Dick, he continues today. Absolutely. This resurrected and ascended Christ is being propagated. Praise him. Let's join Witness Lee. Then in verse 14 it says, chapter 5, And believers with all the more being added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and of women, multitudes, all got saved and added to the Lord. And these stir up the jealousy of uh, the Jewish leaders. Then the Sanhedrin came up and they arrested the apostles. They put them into the outer prison, which in Greek it says the public custody. The public custody is an expression denoting the outer prison house. Not inner. Inner is for some serious case. And this is not serious, just in the outer prison house. But in the night, the angel came in, and he opened the door, and he let all the apostles out, and then he locked the door. Nobody knew. <laughs> then the next morning, the Sanhedrin and the council of the elders of the people sent deputies to the prison to get apostles and they look at the locked door, everything was okay, but they opened the door, no one was there. <laughs> they got a big shock and they came back to tell these perplexed leaders and they were wondering where those uh, Jesus followers went. Well, they were wondering, the power came, Telling them that all oh, those men are now in the temple. <laughs> they are preaching there. So they couldn't analyze what happened. But anyhow, something happened. When the angels opened the door and charged them to preach, the angels said this, verse 20, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. You have to underline, even circle, even color, the word this. In particular life, the words, plural, and in great, it is rima, the present spoken word. Go to speak the words, the present word of this life. What life? The divine life. Preached ministered, lived by Peter. 
that overcame the Jewish leaders' persecution, threatening, and imprisonment. This word indicates that Peter's life and work made the divine life so real and present in his situation that even the angels saw it and pointed out what is this life, the divine life, God's life, eternal life, the uncreated life. Yet this life became so present to Peter, so real to Peter. It was not a doctrine. It was a reality with Peter. It was manifest in Peter's life. So the angels call this life. Go to speak the word of this life. Don't speak the word of a life doctrinal. We must seek mercy and grace that whenever we talk something about life, we have to speak the word of this life, of the very life which we live. The divine life becomes our daily life. And it is this life that we have to minister to others. Well, Dick, as also was the case in chapter 2 and chapter 3, Peter once again is thrust before a large gathering to speak following a supernatural or miraculous event. And once again, he, in a sense, fails to take the opportunity or occasion to promote or advance this kind of miracle ministry. But, as before, his one aim is to point the people not to the miracles, but to something else, rather someone. We really need to focus on the instruction that he received from the angel, Dick. Go and speak to the people all the words of this life. This is a tremendous focus. He didn't emphasize the miracles or that type of thing, these outward things, but all the time Peter was pointing people to this marvelous, resurrected, ascended, living, propagating, speaking Christ. And the angels told Peter and the others, go, stand in the temple, and speak all the words of this life. This life is just the uncreated, divine, eternal, very dear person who is Christ himself. He is this life, but not in a doctrinal way. This life is not just a doctrinal life, but a life that can be appropriated, experienced, and enjoyed under any and every circumstance of our daily life. So I love the footnote in the recovery version related to Acts 5.20. The divine life preached and ministered and lived by Peter that overcame the Jewish leader's persecution, threatening, and imprisonment. This is the divine life that he was speaking of. It was a practical life that was lived by Peter, not only ministered but lived by him. This word indicates that Peter's life and work made the divine life so real and present in his situation that even the angel saw it and pointed out. And he said, Peter, go, stand, and speak all the words of this life. That means this life that you're experiencing. Isn't that wonderful? That's wonderful. This life, that's the present life that he was experiencing, even living. That's right, in the prison right there. And under all the persecution, in the prison, outside the prison, he was speaking of all the time. It's this life. It's not, go speak all the words of these miracles. That's right. Don't speak all the words of doctrine. 
speak the words of this life experienced and realized in your uh, daily life. That's really the focus, Dick, of our message today, even the book of Acts. Let's rejoin Witness Lee. Out there, the uh, Sanctuary rulers caught the apostles preaching in temple. They surely didn't know what to do. And here in verse 24, it says, The uh, captain of the temple and the chief priests were utterly perplexed concerning them as to what this would come to. They don't know how to handle this life. And this I became the troublemaker, the very factor of all the troubles. They don't know how to do it. The deputy wouldn't to arrest the apostles, yet they wouldn't to them without violent. Why? Because they feared the people. Lest that the people should uh, stone them to death. So they didn't know how to do it. Then what they could do was just to strictly charge them not to speak anymore in the name of Jesus. Then Peter and uh, the apostles answered and said, It is necessary to obey God rather than men, the God of our fathers, raised Jesus, whom you slew, hanging him on a tree. This one God has exalted to his right hand as a leader and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Leader here in Greek is also archegos, the same word as for the elder of life. God exalted the man Jesus, rejected and killed by the Jewish leaders. As the highest leader, the prince, the loader of the king to lord over the world, and the savior to save God's children people. Leader is related to his authority, and the savior to his salvation. He rules sovereignly over the earth with his authority that the environment might be fit for God's chosen people to receive his salvation. Do you believe so? Who rules the earth today? The kings and the presidents of the nations? Who rules? Yes, the kings and the presidents are ruling this earth, yet above them there is a top ruler. Here you have a title, the ruler of the kings. Sometimes, theologically speaking, Christians all know Christ is king of the kings, the ruler of the rulers. But here Peter says the ruler of the kings. Do you think the title ruler is bigger than the title kings? Terminology wise. Ruler or king? Which is bigger? Everybody would say king. King is always much higher than the ruler. A governor of the state, a mayor of a city, they all are rulers. They are not kings. What Peter said, God exalted this wonderful one as 
ruler and a savior. Well, actually, these archegos really means a ruler, even chief ruler, not just a leader, a chief ruler, and the ruler of the kings. Dick, one thing that impressed me here in this section is that we are all familiar with the passage that identifies Christ as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But here it says that he is the ruler or leader. In a sense, this may not seem as high as the title King. And surely he is the King. But it's clear in Peter speaking that he saw Christ as the one who was ruling or leading even the kings of the earth, didn't he? Yes, he did. This one God has exalted to his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. That's Acts 5.31. And the footnote, again, is extremely precious and sweet. Jesus' incarnation made him a man. His human living on earth qualified him to be man's savior. His crucifixion accomplished full redemption for man. His resurrection vindicated his redemptive work, and his exaltation inaugurated him to be the ruling leader that he might be the savior. This exalting of him was the ultimate step of his being perfected to be the savior of man. Leader is related to his authority, and savior is related to his salvation. He rules sovereignly over the earth with his authority that the environment might be fit for God's chosen people to receive his salvation. And that is to receive even the gift of repentance and the gift of forgiveness. So he is the leader, he is the ruler, he is far above all kings, all presidents, all authorities on this earth, there is no one as high and as exalted as the resurrected and ascended Christ who is the leader. And I appreciate that uh, when Peter was testifying, Chris, he was bold because Peter saw him from the very early days of his ministry on this earth. He watched this one go through rejection, sentencing to death, crucifixion, he observed this one being unstoppable and coming out of the grave in resurrection. He saw this one ascend to the heavens and uh, to be given a name above every name that is named. And he realized this one being poured out upon all flesh as the all-inclusive spirit. So Peter had no doubt at all that this one was in charge of the entire universe. So he is the leader far above all rulers, all kings. He realized Christ is the leader and ruling over the entire earth just so that all of his people, his chosen ones, could come to him, receive him as the Savior and experience him and receive him with his two gifts, the gift of repentance and the gift of forgiveness, that they could be made members of the body of Christ, for his expression. What a leader. 
A marvelous leader. Dick, I'd like to make an observation and get your comment quickly. On the one hand, it could be said of Peter that he had just experienced this miracle of the Lord being more powerful than the government at the time that had locked them up, and now the Lord miraculously uh, released them. And upon that basis, he identified Christ as the leader of the kings. But I would say, if the Lord had chosen to leave them bound, I think Peter's testimony would have been the same. He saw the ascended, resurrected Christ. He had experienced this life. And upon that basis, he had this marvelous revelation that really controlled his speaking here, that this one is really above all the kings. Amen. Whether we're in prison, out of prison, our circumstance doesn't matter. Circumstances don't matter. He sees this resurrected and ascended Christ as the unique leader. We're going to hear Witness Lee speak to this very point in this final session. Let's join him, Dick. Do you believe on this earth there had ever been a ruler of the kings? In his day, could you find out the kings are under some ruler? Of course, you may refer me to Roman history. Caesar was an emperor over some of the kings. The point here is this. When such a term is used, that is to uh, dethrone the kings. Okay, you are the kings? Wonderful. But let me tell you, above you there is a ruler. As long as a ruler is above you, you are dethroned. So this term, enthrones Christ, and dethroned all the kings, making them, everybody, a civilian. All the kings are made civilians. Only one is the ruler. And... Uh, of course, in Revelation chapter 19, you have the term, the king of kings, the lord of all. No doubt about that. But you have to know, the Bible always, in any truth, has two aspects. You have to realize that Jesus today is a ruler, even of the kings. He rules the entire earth, just as a ruler. He doesn't need to be a king. He doesn't need to be enthroned. He's just ruler. Who is on the throne? The kings today. The presidents. It seems that Jesus is not on the throne. Yet, this one who seems not to be on the throne, he's the ruler of the enthroned ones. Who rules this earth today? Jesus. One in the eyes of the people, not in front, but he rules over the kings. Today, the entire world is under his ruling. Now, please tell me, Jesus rules over this earth for what purpose? For the purpose that you could be saved. Today, many Chinese and many other foreigners came to the U.S., all these immigrants from other countries today to the U.S., they are so open to the Lord Jesus. I must tell you, so many Chinese, if you leave them in China, they would not be open. But the Lord Jesus, He has the authority in heaven and on earth. Amen. He exercised His authority 
to do something that so many foreigners have to come to the U.S. Once they come to the U.S., they're open. They're just open. You have to believe God has chosen us and God has put us into time. At the right time, the ruler of the kings of this earth, Jesus, exercises his authority to uh, create certain environment that you have no choice but to believe in him. Dick, we have to look at the Lord's ruling or leading in this age. In one sense, in this manifestation at least, we don't yet see him directly governing the political events on the earth. But his leading is really evident in our own circumstances and situations, isn't it? It surely is. I would just like to refer to one little story I really enjoyed, Chris. The Living Stream Ministry obtained a warehouse, and there was a young man who was hired to be a watchman through the night shift. This man was not a believer in Christ, but he started reading pieces of material from the Living Stream, just picking up things from different boxes. After a while, he repented and was forgiven, was led to Christ as the Savior. Not only that, he became a trainee in our full-time training over there, and even today, I understand, is serving the Lord full-time in Russia. This is an example of how Christ, as the leader and the Savior, brings his people to himself as the salvation and makes them members of his body for his expression and his move on this earth. A marvelous realization. I think we've all heard stories similar. This one was touching because it's something close to Living Stream, which we are pleased before the Lord to have the opportunity and the honor to serve. But we've all heard stories about gospel tracts that were left in bus stations or restrooms or restaurants and yes. and how uh, the Lord used just these small things that seem so insignificant. He's really the leader. In this age, he's really arranging the environment to bring those he's called into salvation. Isn't Amen. It? He really is arranging the environment to bring them into salvation. Dick, it's uh, so enjoyable. We get caught up in the fellowship of the book of Acts and the life study of Acts, and it's easy to run past the clock. So the only solution is you'll have to come back again very soon. I'll do that. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you'll come back again as soon as tomorrow with another life study from the Book of Acts with Witness Lee. Before we go, let me quickly remind you that the printed message has been assembled with 17 others in the life study of Acts Volume 1. And if you'd like to receive that or just to talk to any of our phone operators here, leave your comments, ask questions, please do. Just call us at our toll-free number, which is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 543-3788. And once again, you don't need to request the book to be able to call. We welcome all of your calls and inquiries. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. Once again, thank you for being with us today. We hope you join us again tomorrow. For Dick Taylor, I'm Chris Wild. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. 
If you'd like to read the works of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, just visit our website, ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll find over 600 complete titles available to read online, free of charge. Witness Lee's ministry stood squarely on the shoulders of his mentor and co-worker, Watchman Nee, as well as those of countless ministers of the New Testament throughout the ages. The riches contained in his life study of the Bible represent the top, the cream of his 70-plus years of ministry and range in topic from lessons for new believers to commentary and exposition on passages from every book of the Bible. But they all contain practical and deeper truths about the Christian life. Again, this wonderful online resource is available to you free of charge at ministrybooks.org. If you have questions or comments about this ministry or the program you heard today, email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening today.